This podcast has been adapted from our YouTube channel. To enjoy the full experience, head to YouTube and search FullBoost.com.au and this podcast title. As a whole note, will it survive as a brand? What do you think? So you're telling me there's a chance. Last bench talk of the year. Like we said, we we're going to do them every week, didn't we? Every and we- week, and now it's been about, <laughs> I don't know, five weeks, six yeah. weeks? Ah, oh, it's been terrible. End of the um, busy, busy time. But we thought we'd try and get one out. We're not in our usual surroundings, but uh, it is what it is. So let's get into it. Now we've all been there on an on-ramp on a freeway. There's a truck or a caravan or some just nufty grandpa, whatever, going slow, and you want to get around him. This guy, it looks like he's in a. I think a we've v- all been there. It's like three times a day for me. <laughs> looks like it's a HSV um, VE, maybe a GDS or a club spot or something. There's a semi-trailer, it looks like, you know, crawling up the on-ramp. The on-ramp's not that long. This guy's completely impatient, tries to undercut him. It's not even a lane. Undercut him. Looks like the road runs out like, you know, the guardrail runs out. And because he went up there with such speed, the sheer damage he did to this car, it's basically just being crunched front and back. The whole car is just destroyed. He would have had a seriously O-S-H-I-T moment, don't you reckon? When he's seen that guardrail, he would have, what he was doing, like, 150. But it's not, it's not, yeah, I know, it's not, he would have pulled the speed on. But, I mean, if you watch, yeah. I watch this few he's times. Got, he has got an LS under the right foot, so. I mean, but it, it looks like he was competing in the demolition derby mm. and just went in for the kill. I mean, this car is just. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pinball machine, isn't it? Oh, it's bad. And it was a surprising the amount of people who were just whinging that the truck's slow. It's like. No, um, no, the truck was in both lanes, but. I don't know. I don't know why the trucks caught so much grief. They were on an on-ramp coming on. He's moved over to let the other truck move over, isn't it, logic? And plus, when they would have done it, that car wouldn't have even been on the road. No, it would have been way back. But at some point when you're driving, yes, it's frustrating. You go, you know what? There's two trucks. You've just just got to wait a minute and crawl behind them and then just take off when you get on the freeway. You can actually see the freeway in the distance too. Yeah, yeah, but... It's not that far. When you've got long vehicles, you've got to be a little bit smart. Like, I mean, realising you, you that you, dri- can't, you can't see around them. you got people who just hate truck drivers. I mean, at some point you go, well, what if you're driving this truck? You can't, of course you're crawling up the hill. Where, where's the truck supposed to go? But I mean, <laughs> this accident, though, Jesus Christ. So what happened with the driver? Like, was he charged or was, was it deemed an accident or... I don't know. I just know that thing wouldn't even be... Wouldn't even be at the auctions. I mean, this car... Look like the rear of the car was virtually pushed in... No boot, nothing. Just but It looked like it had been hit at 200 k's The driver was okay. Yeah, he was, I think. Yeah, yeah, he was lucky. Geez. Jesus. Because you, you see some of those stories, people hitting those guardrails, they end up inside but the, the car. The only thing, only thing, and obviously important bit of the story is maybe, it looked like it, as far as I can tell, the only thing salvageable out of this car was the, um, the Alice. So that's, that's the important bit. So, there's a part out happening. I used to spend a fair bit of time in Collingwood, which is an inner northern suburb in Melbourne. And in terms of the road and the council, let's just say it's been slowly getting worse and worse. They're, they're, they got rid of the 40k speed limits around there. They're 20 it's slower. I think they're 25 kilometres an hour in Melbourne. I don't actually understand. I mean, I don't know enough about road rules, but a council just do they dictate the speed limits? Do they not the bit of a greeny thick roads or left wing area that one, isn't it? Encouraging cars to slow down, especially when they're using a residential street like this one as a thoroughfare. 
So 25 and 25 k's an hour. I don't. I mean, that's it's about 10 miles an hour. It's probably too fast. But anyway, so now they're planting trees in the middle of the road. Some locals say it's a busy street, others not so much. But Yarra Council thought it was busy enough to deserve traffic calming. Not a speed bump or a traffic island, but in this case, a tree in the middle of the road. Planting trees instead of speed bumps, but apparently, I, I haven't personally seen them. They're causing road hazards because people can't kind of see around them and they're creating um, well, the bl issue, blind spots and stuff. The issue in a lot of those, a lot of those streets, there's no off-street parking. No. So all the cars are on the road to begin with. So it's not like, uh, you know, you can duck in and... I, th I think this one looked weird though because it was a regular two-lane road and not really any more room for a car. And then yeah. they've just planted a, uh, a tree in the middle of the road and put a little, you know, a little um, thing around it. And you think it's... what? what? You, you rock up and go, this is where I'm supposed to drive and I've got to kind of drive around this tree. It's a bit... Surprise a, um, you know, a, a coal rolling Nissan GQ patrol hasn't just like... Forget that, the dude in the HSV just needs to put the hammer down and just take that thing out as well. A stock XR6 would beat this. You can't beat a barra. Should have put in a barra. Now, this was the video that we made, how long ago is this? This must be 18 months ago, at least over a year ago. Now, this was meant to be a segment in Bench Talk. But when I edited it, it was just so long and stupid or whatever. We just made it a video, right? And it was basically about an LS chopping barrows at a test and tune. And I know they're not really racing, but it was kind of to highlight the fact when the green light comes on, that barrows just sit there trying to build boost, whatever, 10 second reaction times, right? And it was just a stupid video, right? No, no, but the gist of the video is about people getting butt hurt. But people still haven't worked that out. Like, they're getting butthurt about people getting, getting butthurt. Butt like, it's just, you can't you see the irony in your own comments? Can you just imagine how many times the maker of the vid got stretched by a barra for stretched. him to go home and make that? <laughs> would have been crying while making it 100%. Man, when I made this video, I went through two boxes of Kleenex because that many barras had just gapped me on the street that day. Are you serious? You know, you know the sad thing is, if you'd been gapped by like 50 barrows, can you imagine your ears? The noise, you would have had, you know, what's that ear condition called? When you just got ringing in your ears? From the those external gates that just sound like complete horseshit. But the guys at full boost will still find something to hate about it. Bloody oath who will. Ha ha, they hate Barris, but probably feel they have to post about them because of the Aussie fan base. Pretty insulting. Now, you know, how, you know, you know how dumb that was? That was actually posted on the video of you doing a road trip in our mate's Barra up to Sydney and ran a seventh. But apparently you... So, so you've yeah. made... It was written like someone else had made this video. That was just weird. It's like apparently you mm -hmm. hate Barris so much, you'd gone with a mate's car up to Sydney in his Barra powered and covered it all. Because you hate him that much. Mm -hmm. So the second instalment of the uh, Barra in the VS Commodore Project Car by Profile no Fab. No Mang, exactly. There's been a lot of feedback on this engine conversion. It's a bit of a hit and miss for some people. You may see this like tearing out your balls and installing a brand new vagina. <laughs> Please come and f*** me. <laughs> what the hell is that comment? I haven't seen that one.
Now I believe there's a little bit of triggering over that video Brumy and I did about his VF, his daily. It was just about a daily driver VF Commodore stock standard LS, worst LS2. Worst review I've ever read, apparently. This video has ruined your channel for me. Biggest, this is by the biggest Alice fan in the world, apparently. Because if there's one negative about the um, car... I think, I think we need to insert a limiter dash right there. Such a load of dribble, such negative, ignorant and pointless interview of someone I thought was a car enthusiast and maybe knew how to change Brembo pads or change a radiator cap. Okay. So, he actually gave his personal opinion. That was the whole point of it. And, and it's just because he doesn't like that person. Apparently Bremer, who we've shown how many times now, I don't know, building rotaries, fabricating everything, welding, doing doing wiring electrical. He's a man of many, you know. He's, he's, Bremer's just a man of many talents. Jack of all trades, right? But apparently he doesn't know how to change brake pads and a radiator cap. You've mm -hmm. just, just caught us out there. Bremer, go back to trade school. Have they actually realised the car is under a warranty? Should we get to was, that? It was kind of touched on in, in the video. That the, Why would he be servicing? You, you know when about the radiator cab? Just for those experts out there, when we were filming it, we opened the engine bay. Because never opened the engine bay. No. Right? It's never been looked at. Never been looked at. We opened it and Broomy was like, oh, the top hose is sucked in. Must be pulling air or something in. That was it. Never looked into it or anything. Like, do you honestly think we're sitting there going, why is it so cute? I don't know what's going on. Honestly, all the things you are complaining about are senseless. First of all, it wasn't brand new. You didn't check it, however they fixed it. Hardly the fault of Holden, or just the bullshit dealer you chose to use. You chose. Just pointing out how nearly everything you were sooking about was your own fault, the truth can be uncomfortable. <laughs> How's it his fault? So let me get this straight. In the video, Brumy clearly states the car is a Holden Commodore bought from a Holden dealer under an extended warranty. Repeat, Holden dealer. It wasn't a private buy, right? He gets the car home. After a day or so, he realizes these, these rear, rear brakes are stuffed. They're, mm -hmm. no, they're no good. Car's got a roadworthy. Car's got a roadworthy. So according to this bloke, when Bruni picked up the car, he should have said, hang on. Boys at Holden, I'm gonna go over the whole car. Put with the car back up on the hoist. I'm gonna do my own roadworthy check because even though you're giving me a roadworthy and there's gotta be some trust that maybe the car is roadworthy. From a dealer. From a dealer, from a Holden dealer, he's gotta do his own roadworthy checks. Apparently it's all Broomy's fault. Because they, they didn't obviously do the car properly. And, and it's he, his fault that it, you know, broke two steering racks and He actually said the car's good. He was just pointing out for Broomy's biggest issue is not wasn't actually the car itself. It was dealing the, with Holden. And honestly, the shit out service by Holden. You hear stories like that, and you're just like, it's no wonder I've never taken my car to. I took my car to a dealer once. It was a performance car, and then I get the car back, and they haven't even changed the oil filter. I'm like, this is the to top line car you sell in this model, and you're not doing. You know, it's it's got your performance engine in. You're not doing an oil filter. I oh, only do that every. Second service, sir. We'd have to charge you like for the oil filter. I'm like, yeah, it's like 25 bucks. Why wouldn't you just change it? Needless to say, never went there again. Went to an independent dealer. Like, if you've got a warranty on the car, you have to get it. You have to get it logbooked. Exactly. You can't just. Oh, I'm just going to do this myself. And people are like, why don't you service yourself? If you exactly. could. You could if you want to. But then when it comes to time to sell it, still got to go back to the car. It's, if, yeah, but you've voided your warranty if you don't get it serviced. I know, but also when you sell it, people want to see the logbook. That's irrelevant. You should be servicing yourself. Under, uh, uh, can't you cover the warranty in the garage here? Oh, yeah. 
Now, this is a weird one. On the same video, I have not, no relevance to this video, but this is called mine. Can any Neanderthal here give a legitimate reason for wanting horsepower on a public road? Take your shit heaps to the track and enjoy them? Not on the f***ing street. But the funny thing is, it's interesting the video he chose to write it on. Could but, be more um, irrelevant. He's been calling us out on everything here. Stop promoting fast streetcars on your channel. Promote safety like Peter Brock did. Is this guy right? On, on a video about a standard car that we went, he didn't even drive the but car. But let me get this straight. We've been doing these videos for what, 20 years? When have we been covering illegal street racing? We've never, we've never been doing street racing videos. We actually show all the footage at a dedicated racetrack in a controlled environment, but apparently we're being called out because we're showing street cars. And apparently we're calling them street cars. You know this guy? This guy is Sylvester Stallone. The majority of your videos have fast car titles. Yeah. Yeah, no shit, because they're street they're cars. cars. They're, street, they're cars. street cars. So you're telling me a car can't do both? A car can't do both? And I love, I love the hypocrisy of these people. They act like all high and mighty. Are you telling me that you've never, not once, given your car in a safe environment? Like, I mean on the road though. Just roll into the throttle. Like, they've never done it, ever. But hang on. If we're saying this is a street car, and what's so impressive about it is it's not a dedicated race car and it's running times quicker than most people's race cars. Mm -hmm. They're heavy, they're not lightweight race cars. And look how fast these cars are, it's still a street car. Just because a street car's run an eight second time slip, what now it's a, we're not allowed to call it a street car. They can't comprehend, if you go to the track and go fast, then then on a Sunday night you can go down the road, cruise around, get a pizza. All of us, and you know what happens when cars leave street meets, streetcar drag events, not all, but some act like This connection between race car and streetcar bullshit needs to be stopped. What the heck's he going on about? So this guy can't uh... Well, so he thinks they all come, we come out of Calder Park and there's a, someone dropping the flag and we're going down the street. So you're happy with this generation driving six to two and a half thousand horsepower on a public road? Because I don't know how many two and a half thousand horsepower streetcars are going around, but but even so, even if the car had two and a half thousand horsepower, isn't it the driver, not the car? I mean, you can be a complete foot, you know, tool. Most of the car, most of those people, locked, you know, getting in trouble at these crappy skid meets, they're all absolute shitheads. This guy's just throwing everyone in the same basket. Just because some dickhead runs a muck on the street, does that mm. mean everyone with a modified car is a moron? No, actually, most people I meet with modified cars are actually pretty respectable. But hang on, didn't you do a little bit of digging on this guy? Yeah, we did find some, uh, I don't know if we should show them, but we did find him screwing around the street, that's what was uh, funny. He's got his own YouTube channel of him in a modified car on the street. Now, what is this guy thinking? Why would you, why would you want to modify a car and drive it on the road? What percentage of the time do these seven to 12 second street cars spend on the road and how do they behave like behind the wheel? F with so I bet you. Saying on once again, you're stereotyping everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. You What's know what? he going on about 12 second street car? You know how many cars from factory now would run a 12? That's a factory street car. So VW is selling, I don't know, a Golf R, that probably runs a high 12, wouldn't it? Probably does. Well, would we? Well, so, so, something like that, right? Yeah. Does that mean v that's not a street car anymore? We can't call that a street car. And it's funny, like people seem to think it, as soon as the, a car reaches a performance level, it's not a street car. That's actually their excuse. Oh, well that car's got a thousand horsepower. It can't be driven on the road. 
Sounds like you got a real smart-ass attitude here, son. You better know who you're dealing with. I'll see you at the next event and had a chat. I'm the hootinous, tootinous, shootinous, bobtail wildcat in the west. <laughs> Bit worried now. Jordan, you're gonna have to get a um. You're gonna have to go incognito. I don't know. I can get a moustache or something. Morning. Good day to you, sir. You know what? Yeah, you can't come talk to us at a racetrack because mm -hmm. that's what we show cars at a racetrack because we've actually never shown these street cars on the street as you say we are. Maybe uh, maybe he just needs to actually go speak to someone who actually promotes street cars racing on the track. Go to America, there's heaps of that stuff. Not giving it to any other YouTube channel out there, but there's plenty of YouTube channels who glorify street racing and that's one thing we don't. I mean, that's, that's not us. That's not us. Each to their own, but that's not us. We don't do that. All of our stuff is on a dyno, at a racetrack, or we're just talking about the car. Even even videos where we might be in someone's car, we don't act we don't act silly. Cruising around. Cruising around. But thanks for the life lesson. We'll be we'll be sure to um son change our ways. Listen here boy. This guy's going on about, you know, the fast street cars. But I mean, when you can get a barra into the eights for two grand. Two grand. What are you supposed to do? I mean, we're supposed to be labelling all these barras race cars now because they're right. not street cars? I mean, two grand. I mean, if you spent a thousand dollars, you're probably going to run a nine. So, well, I mean, at least a 990 for a grand. I believe I've heard you can run sevens for about thirty-five, $3,600. But I mean, with that a little amount of outlay, $2,000 for eight, you know, eight seconds, I mean, it's a little wonder that we're all driving race, race cars, cars on the street. Race cars, yeah. <laughs> Now, one of the worst trends in the last few years, I mean, I'm pretty open to car stuff, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I don't necessarily like, but fair enough, other people like it. But there's one thing that just should be just outlawed, is this stance crap. It is the absolute pits. I don't understand. It's like people are trying to make a real life, it's almost like a transformer car, isn't it? And drive it on the street and somehow think it looks good. Wheels are like this. It doesn't, how can anyone say it looks good? It's atrocious. Know. It's like, let's hit your car, it's scraping on its belly, it can't do anything, it's wobbling because the suspension's so stiff. The wheels are like, it's like, oh, it's camber, yo, bro, brah. Like, I don't understand it. What about this one? Was it in Fukushima? Some event called Stance Nation in Fukushima. Now, maybe, I'm not between you and me, maybe there's something in the water there, Fukushima, what's going on there? But, what, this, look at this guy, he can't even get the car off the trailer. How did he get it on? Well, he's, he's obviously taken the bumpers are off the car and everything, I think, to, because uh, obviously there's no way in hell this That's car. one of the worst things I've ever seen. What? Can't, can't they airbag the car to lift it up? It wouldn't matter. That's what looks weird. Like, the car is so low, scraping the ground, they can't just drive anywhere. A pebble. And I don't know, and the wheels are actually sideways, like. But that crap, seriously, it's just got to stop. Great success! One movie I've been looking forward to. Now, I haven't even seen it, and it's out, isn't it? Yeah. Is it, is it yeah, out in Australia? I think so now, yeah. Ford versus Ferrari, they named it that because a lot of people, it's about Carroll Shelby, but obviously a lot of people would have no idea who that is who aren't really into cars. But it's about the Ford versus Ferrari and how obviously Ford kind of built a car in a very short time to take on Ferrari, who was well, it's the... It's based, based on a true story. I'm yeah. sure it's uh, 
Sort of it's stretched a bit, the old storyline. But. Yeah, but, you know, people are, are triggered. And this is by a writer who's like, you know, they get paid to write vlogs and drink lattes and that sort of thing, right? During all 152 minutes of the film, men dominate the screen for 98% of the time. And when I say men, I mean white and straight. <laughs> now, if you've seen the movie, what are your thoughts on that? Were you, like, really triggered about the type of people in it? Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Apparently the movie's really good. I'm, I'm going to go see it, but I don't understand why people have to politicise everything in life. You know what I mean? It's just a movie. Go and enjoy it. Now, have you seen this? We're always talking about the roads, aren't we? But this one's a bit, I don't know. Mobile phones. I think, in all honesty, I think mobile phones are the biggest problem on the roads. Oh, they're a massive issue. Uh, apart from uh, merging and keep, riding, keep lifting and less overtaking. But I'm talking about in terms of driver distraction. They are shocking. Absolutely shocking. And when you see people driving and they're literally like, there's a picture of the guy, both hands, the thumbs are up, and the missus is leaning in holding the steering. You can see a hand here holding the steering straight and he's just like this. What? I don't have a bit, I don't really have a problem with phone cameras. And people can turn around and go, what, yeah, but what's the difference with speed cameras? Speed camera, I don't know how you can compare someone on the phone to doing two k's over the speed limit. Speed kills. You serious? Murder, death, kill. But, the problem is, you bred an entire generation of people who think that if what? they don't speed, they're safe. And everything else they do on the roads are relevant. That's what the problem, that's the, they're so distracted. And there's an argument too, like people go, well, you, you're just watching the speedo. And people go, you shouldn't have to be watching the speedo. Well, you kind of do when there's a tolerance mm. of nothing. People who say that are full of shit, like where I live, it's very hilly. Yeah. Right? And you're telling me I can drive, you can drive for five or six kilometres and not look at your speedo and not break the speed limit? Mate, you're going to be like because you, you can't 60 it, cars behind you. You can't put it on slow. cruise because the cruise won't keep up, especially in a manual car down a hill, but, forget it. Or you get the nufties who just do 20Ks under the speed limit everywhere. Mm. They're terrible. Yeah, but they caught... You see in New South Wales, they, they patrolled them for one... Was it one week? One week now. They only just turned yeah. it on. 3,300 people. I think they scanned like 100,000... Was it more? 3,300 people they caught. They're only giving out warnings because yeah. the actual fines don't start till March. And the fine is five demerit points. This is in New South Wales. You know what I don't actually get? Why is there a grace period? Yeah, I don't know. Because they, they already trial them. Then they basically turn them on and then they're still giving warnings. It's like... I don't know. I, I would have thought they just would have... Knowing, you know, Revenue Australia, they just would have got everyone. But I've seen it reported. Everyone tells me, like, some people are saying, like, say if you've got your phone in a cradle and your phone goes... So your phone's, like, say, in a magnetic cradle on the dash. It's on not, not touching Bluetooth or whatever. or whatever. You've got an FM transmitter or something. So you're not, you know... You're holding it's going it. through the car. It rings. Are you allowed to touch it? Now, I've read... And I've been told you're allowed to touch it to answer a call. Yeah, but... Because how is that different if it was on a car that had... But most cars will have controls on the steering wheel. I know, I know. But What's the difference between doing tapping that or tapping this button? Your hands... Yeah. Yeah, but I've read in conflicting news reports on the same website, mm -hmm. one report will say, no, you can't touch it. And another report says you can touch it. And then a friend of ours was told just recently that you can touch it to answer a phone call. But then I've had other by, people... By a policeman. Yeah, by a policeman. But you can... But then I've had other people saying, no, you're not allowed to touch it. I don't understand. What is the difference? You touch the phone to answer it as opposed to touching the stereo. volume on your stereo. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I actually don't buy it. I think if your phone's in a hands-free cradle, you're allowed to answer a call. You can't sit there scrolling your phone book looking up someone to make a phone call. But you are allowed to just hit But yes. then there's been reports saying, this is where it gets even more ridiculous. 
let's say you've you've got navigation on your phone. Mm. You're allowed to touch it to control the volume because let's say you can't hear it and you want to turn it up. The article said that you can touch the navigation to turn it up, but you can't touch the phone to answer a call. Ah, oh, that's the Jackie Chan yeah, I don't buy that Jackie at all. Because the cop's just going to see you playing with a the phone. They're not going to know what you're doing on it. Oh, I reckon it's, it's, it's so open to interpretation and... I think there's going to be... I mean, the cam- the cameras don't lie. Like that picture they had, you know, the guys on the phone. I think the lady steering... The, that's a, a, you know, open and shut case, that one. But there's going to be so many... There must be so many people now, though, that obviously claim they're not on the phone. But it's it's terrible yeah. at the lights. Like, you know, light goes green, you know, count to and three. And they're rolling out, I think, in Victoria, new speed cameras on, which I'm guessing they're on freeways because they're saying they can detect... Six lanes of traffic and and both ways, not just not just on the side of the road they're on, but yeah, both really. ways. That's Doing a, what, 101 and 100 zone? Yeah, that's or? a worry. But if you just don't speed, yeah. you won't pay the fine. Yeah. Simple as that. Just absolute bootlickers. That just, is that is the. I'm gonna worst. get a spray can and just just I'm gonna draw a circle around your feet, and if you step out of that circle. There's no argument though. When you press, when you press them about, about it, oh, just they don't actually have an argument. They just say, just don't speed. I always say, if you're on a free, say, imagine a free, whatever the road is, say it's a freeway. It's a perfect sunny day. There's not one thing, you know, weather's fine. Perfect driving. Perfect conditions, exactly. Yeah. You're doing 103 in 100 zone, right? Really? You can get fined for that. Okay. Same road, it can be torrential rain and you just can still do it. You can do 100 and then you're not breaking the law. And then someone will go, no, but you've got to drive through the conditions. They go, no, it's not about that. It's about what's legal. Mm. 100%. You know, unfortunately, though, the situation with the roads, I think in Australia, is never going to get better. It's just going to oh, slowly it's get, get worse. worse and, and then worse. you've just got more police-style tactics. And I think and what fear. they said, 2,000 new licenses a week. Cornflake licenses. Like... It's it's so uh, I find it so frustrating driving now. I just I, I get out I get out on the road early, and I come home late. That's it. I, if I have to do stuff in the middle of the day, if it's not within ten minutes of my house, well, there we go. Originally a true blue Aussie icon, the Commodore will be no more. Unfortunately, Australians have fallen out of love with sedans and passenger cars. Just in general, sad day for Australian. Manufacturing, actually, there's no manufacturing. <laughs> but the Commodore's dead. It's it's actually dead. You know the dumb thing about it is the Commodore is long. Commodore dead. is over. But it is over as if over Red Raver. She's all at, gone. At the end of next year, 2020, no more. They're not going to sell anymore. Now, what have their sales been like? Pretty shit. Actually, I should have done some research. Have they not sold 5,000 cars this year? Is it? No, nah, it can't be that bad. Can't be that bad. Is no, it that bad? No, no. Is it that bad? Ninety-five thousand down to under five, I think. Oh, Jesus Christ! I think I think from memory, in is it right? In twelve months, their their sales, holding sales, have dropped forty-eight percent or something. The entire brand. Yeah, yeah, as a brand, Mazda's pretty bad too. The only thing they probably sell is a Colorado. Yeah, um, but even there, they're driving around. But you see way more of the other brands. I'm pretty sure is it Ranger, um, Hilux, and I think even the Mitsubishi Triton. They all sell more than the. You have Colorado. to wonder, Holden. Holden. The Lola. You have to wonder, Holden, though, overall, as a brand, are they forget the Commodore, as a brand, are they even going to survive? Yeah, going, I understand the market's going to SUVs and all that, but as an SUV, they're not that appealing. I don't know. Holden's? Nah. Yeah. I don't know. Like not a small I, car. 
if you're if you're if you're buying an SUV, right, that is pure vanilla motoring. Mm. Like, it's just got to get to A to B, be reliable, right? The rest of it, like, you, so you're going to go and buy a Toyota or a Korean know. car. Yeah, I know. How many key is people like, buy Korean say? cars? You go look at the value, look at the look at the amount of features they put in these cars for the money. You can buy a car like sub forty grand, seven year it's warranty. It's fully loaded. It's got you know all the latest um, bits on it. And I don't really hear people having well, you can issues go and with buy it. Do you? Arcadia, whatever the hell that is. Do you hear people really having? I mean, I know there's always issues with every brand. Some people has issues. Lemons issues. here and there. But overall, you don't you don't really hear people of having issues with Kias and Hyundai's. But as a whole note, will it survive as a brand? What do you think? So you're telling me there's a chance. Pretty hard market because the actual market's down. I think eight or nine percent. Overall, I think Overall. the worst new car sales since the GFC or something. Mitsubishi era. <laughs> they sell nothing. No Evos, nothing. They're, I mean, most what most manufacturers have some something, I guess you could say, in the performance sector. You know, most car brands, there's something they sell. I mean, like Toyota have got the Camry. Whoa! Something Holden could import, but they won't is I saw a new uh, Cadillac Escalade, and that's not a small car. But I just li- I do like how they put technology in cars, like at a really fast pace. You honestly think people are going to buy them, though? 38-inch dashboard. The screen is... The, the dashboard is just basically multiple yeah, really. screens. 30, 38 that. inches, which I realise, isn't that actually bigger than your uh, family living room standard def plasma from 1982 that you still use? I bought it for the 2005 Ashes series. Thank you very much. You know, you know, you know how you think shittest TV ever, and he still got it. The frame is as fat as the TV. Hey, it's got. You know why I bought it? I bought it in 2000. You know, the, this is what shows you how fast technology. Oh, that was moves. expensive. What? That's 2005. I bought it, coming up 15 years ago. I was the only person I knew who had a flat screen TV. And it costs like twenty six hundred dollars. Yeah, it was the best part of three grand. It's you know why I bought it. It was the only one in the market that had a uh, HD um, downscaler, mm. so you could feed HD into it. And I still got you know honestly why I haven't upgraded. I don't it hasn't watch, blown up. I don't. It hasn't blown up. It's got two fans in it. It's got two full thermo fans going off in the back. There's that much heat coming out of it. But no, honestly, I don't watch TV. Mm. Like when it actually blows up, I'll replace it. But yeah, I know thirty eight inches in a dashboard. That's crazy. That technology is, um, you know, how thin oh, it's panels are and everything. It's totally amazing. Now, one thing we haven't mentioned, we'll mention it now, that's obviously been everything on the internet is this Tesla Cybertruck. We're a bit late on that, aren't we? We should have had a Doug DeMauro video straight up now. I mean, everyone had these videos up two seconds later and they're going you know, on, they on about a car that doesn't exist. Why I've putting a deposit down on a Cybertruck. Oh, good for you. Like, $100 deposit that's fully... You know, refundable. That's really putting yourself out there. Like, in all honesty, if it was $1,000 non-refundable, how many deposits do you reckon they would have had? There's people commenting here, oh, I'm going to get one. You think, firstly, it won't even come here. And it's second... no idea of the price. Half the design features are pulled up too. So they're saying it wouldn't even pass design rules. Like, it didn't even have side mirrors. And that's a small thing. They reckon there's a million things wrong with that design that one didn't pass. So that... It's one. Of, it's, pro, it's one. It's it's realistically they should have just said it was a uh, what do you call them like a um. It's Con- like a demo. What do you call it? Like it's a, a concept. It's a concept car, really, and it, it's just so much hype. It's just like fanboys. Yeah, you know the um, credit to Tesla. Like it's br- brilliant marketing. The people here talking about buying. I'm pointing mm. out, going. Do you know how big this this truck is? Mm. It's like 
Go it's the size get, of an F Go truck. and get an F-250 or something, yeah. a new one. Okay, then go try and park it at your local Woolies. Okay, our car parks are half the size of American car parks. You will not fit this anywhere. Yeah. It's massive. Everyone says, you know, it looks disgraceful. I'll be honest. If that was coming down the street, you'd take notice. Of course you you'd would. You'd be like, that I, looks unreal. It looks like something out of, like, the original Total Recall. It's an, you know That's what's what hilarious yeah, it's about it, It's from a 1980s sci-fi movie, isn't it? I'm not familiar with that address. Would you please repeat that? <laughs> but if, exactly, if you saw you know, that coming you know the, down the road, you'd actually go, that looks crazy. You know the troop, troop carrier and aliens? That's what, that's what it reminded me of, the front of it. It looks, yeah, cool as. Oh, no, I, it's out there, but I, I don't. I didn't look at it and go, "Well." It just you just look at it and go, "You know, it's one of those designs," and you think they always water them down. So Weird though, some people talking to us. It's like if you're not so impressed by this thing, there's something wrong with you, and you're like, "But you can't just concept. have one critical thought about this car." But it is a concept. Whatever, it's a concept car. It's like that, um, you know, this Tesla Roadster that's apparently going to run sixes in the quarter. Yeah, fair enough, right? And it's all cool, but let's wait until the actual thing's on sale. I know. And people, then, and then people start using stats comparing it to real cars on the road and you go, it doesn't exist. <laughs> that doesn't seem to be relevant. Where can I go and drive one? <laughs> yeah. And I bet you like anything, not that it won't be unreal, but I'm sure it'll be slightly different to a concept. I mean, look, if I saw a Tesla Cybertruck, I wouldn't be disappointed to see that in the road here. I'm going to be bloody awesome. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying the odds of it coming out here and looking like that, who knows? Well, it might come out here, but it'll be five years after it's released in the States. And Australia, it'll be 300 grand. I think you, you look at the American market and you think you'd be silly not to try and develop an EV pickup. Yeah. Because huge, of how many are huge, sold yeah. over there. It's such a massive market. You know, and it, a lot of people do crap on about the range and I think the range anxiety is true. Like, if you've got something that can do, say, 400 kilometres... Isn't that, isn't that the same as Z85 anxiety? <laughs> it pretty much is, isn't it? Driving around, jerry cans... But I don't know. I mean, people will be like, oh, I mean, I, I can't drive it to, to Alice Springs and back. And it's like, well, for the most of the population... Because of, the, of the weekly runs they're doing there, yeah. Yeah, but like if you're, you know, making those salesman trips to um, twice, twice a day to Swan Hill, you're going to be in trouble with that thing. Know. 700Ks every morning, so... Hey, you know what? I, I reckon it'd be cool if Tesla actually built, built and sold this thing. Now, on a lighter note, we just want to thank everyone for their support during the year. It's been a good year. We've got a few... You know, projects on the go. That We've are had a fair increase in subscribers too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Past the 300,000. You know, my, my biggest issue, like most people, is time. Because I've got a lot of, uh, my hat and quite a few different, you know. Doing a, doing a lot of things at the moment. But we've got a few cool things coming out next year. So keep an eye on that. We've also got a lot of new merch. Including. We've got, uh, what's this one? Female, women's tees? That's girls' tees. Girls' tees. They're navy? Navy. These are navy full boost tees as opposed to the black, black ones you and I have on. Now these ones, I actually haven't worn these ones. You've been wearing these. I haven't actually worn one yet. They're really good quality. So this is all New Zealand AS Colour um, t-shirts. These are long sleeve. These yeah. are long sleeve navy. Long sleeve in navy. And we've also got, a lot of people have asked us for kids stuff. Look how tiny this thing is. <laughs> that little print. Is it, yeah, full, that's, a, that's a size six. But if there's any interest, we could get some different sizes. Kids, Callum. Now I believe you got yourself um, a one. Got myself custom made. <laughs> you gonna wear that at the racetrack, are you? You'll see me wearing this. Uh, and we've got lanyards. These are cheap as. If you guys want a lanyard? Get on them. 
But until next year, have a safe, uh, if, well, this should be out this year. Yeah? It bloody right, better if I, be. If I edit this, hopefully in record time, it should be out in 2019. I don't know if it's going to be out in time. It should be. But anyway, have a really good new year, whatever you get up to. Have a good break and we will see you in 2020. Thank you.